I'm Ben Pugh, and you're listening to Impact Parenting with Perspective, episode number 61. This podcast is all about helping parents manage the mental and emotional drama that comes with parenting teens so they can focus on what's most important, building rock-solid relationships and having a powerful impact on their teen's life. Join me each week as I dive into real tools to help you and your teen turn struggles into strengths. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you guys for listening to me every week. Thank you for joining me. Today, I'm doing something a little bit weird and out of the normal for me. I'm actually recording this podcast live on Facebook. So maybe some of you guys heard it on Facebook and you came and checked out the podcast. If you're new to my podcast, welcome, welcome. Uh, This is the best podcast for parents raising teenagers. We meet every week and discuss how to be the parent of your dreams so that you can best connect with your teenager and have a powerful impact in their life. Before we get started, well, I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about. I'm super excited. We're talking about interpretations and the stories that we tell. And I'm going to be sharing a powerful example that I use when I coach football to help you be intentional about your own interpretations and the stories that you tell yourselves. As Before we get into this, though, I want to talk about my upcoming beta impact parenting program. The doors are open and they close on Friday the 13th. I feel like I need some like spooky music like do 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 do. Now Friday the 13th is not scary. It's not bad. I actually enjoy Friday the 13th because it's kind of unique and we kind of make it special. So I want all of you guys to know when this podcast goes live, it'll be Thursday. That means if you're listening to this on the podcast, the day it's released, the parenting program, the doors close tomorrow at 11.59 p.m. Mountain Time. Guys, this is a six-month program. It is going to be amazing. I will be teaching you guys things Three weeks out of the month, I will be teaching you a new lesson. Then three times, we'll have a separate call where I do group coaching and I ask, I answer any questions that you guys have. This program is going to go for six months. It is going to be amazing. And honestly, this is the best, most inexpensive way to work with me. And I'm capping it at only 25 people. Hopefully, we get all 25. If not, on Friday the 13th, we're closing down the doors and we're going to start with who we've got. I would love to have any of you guys that are raising teenagers and maybe you're not the parent of your dreams, come join us. It's going to be spectacular. All right, let's dive into today's content. Let's dive into today's topic. Like I said, We are talking about interpretations and the stories that we tell ourselves. How you interpret things and the stories you tell will determine whether you are the victim or the hero in your story. So it's really important to be aware 
what are my interpretations? What are the stories I'm telling? Because that will determine whether you're the victim or the hero of your story. One of my favorite coaches, Jim Forden, he says, you are not at the mercy of your circumstances. You are at the mercy of your interpretations. Our circumstances, if you followed me or if you know my one of my other favorite coaches, Brooke Castillo, you know that circumstances are outside of our control. They're factual. They're neutral. If you feel like you're the victim of your circumstances, it's actually your interpretations of those circumstances that have you being the victim. All right. So interpretations are just stories and thoughts. If you're familiar with a model and you wonder, oh, where do interpretations go? They go in the thought line. Interpretations are just a type of thought. Most people think that their interpretations are facts. They think, no, this is just how the way things are. They have an interpretation. My boss is such a jerk. And they think that's fact, that's truth, that's a circumstance. When in reality, it's actually just a thought. So interpretations, they're just thoughts and they're the stories that we tell ourselves. They belong in the thought line of the model. If they were factual, if they were true, if they were neutral, guess what? Then they would be circumstances. But the truth is our interpretations are thoughts. And that's actually the best news ever, because that means that we have power over them. We have the power to choose our interpretations. You can look at your interpretations in the model. Like That's the great thing about them being a thought. We can plug them into the model and we can identify, oh, when I think this way, how do I feel? When I feel this way, how do I act? And when I act this way, what results do I get? And at that point, you can realize, oh, I don't like my results. I want new interpretations. Since interpretations are thoughts, how you interpret things will determine what you look for. And like I always say, what you look for, your brain will find. Where you put your attention is how you will think. If you're not happy with the results you're getting, I would invite you guys really explore your interpretations. What's going on? What's going on in your head? You have the power to change your interpretations. If you're not intentional about your interpretations, your interpretations, I guarantee you, will create results that you do not like, results that you are not happy with. So let's take a minute. Let's talk about why intentional interpretation is so powerful. Interpretations are just your stories of how you perceive circumstances. It's how you interpret life around you, and it determines the stories that you tell yourself in your own head. So when you have an interpretation, it shows up in your thought line of the model, and as a thought, These interpretations create feelings that drive your actions and they create your results. This is why being intentional about your interpretations is so powerful. If you want a specific result, you've got to take specific actions that are driven by your feelings 
And if you can be intentional about your thoughts, you can literally create these feelings in your body. This is huge. This is the best news ever. This empowers you to take charge of your own life. If you don't like how you feel, or you don't like the actions that you're taking, or you're not happy with your results, choose new interpretations. It's powerful to realize. So Jim Fortin, one of the things that he says, he says, you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. This is powerful because you are not your interpretations. You are simply the thinker of your interpretations. And with that, that gives you the power like, oh, I can choose how I'm going to think about this. I can choose how I will interpret this. So I want to share an example that I use every year when I coach football. Uh, I've used this at the high school level for years. I use it at the little league level. And I can see in the results that I get from my teams that this chosen way of interpreting being tired empowers us because we are a better team in the second half. We're a better team in the fourth quarter. We close out games right at the very end. And that's how we want to be. So here's the example. When I coach football, I always work to change my team's interpretation of being tired or exhausted. I teach my team to interpret being tired as simply our body's indicator that, hey, the other team is also tired. I teach my team to understand that it's human nature to want to rest, slow down, and conserve energy when you're tired. Okay, so most people, when they're tired, when they're exhausted, they interpret this as meaning uh, you need a break, you need to slow down, you need to conserve energy. Something's gone wrong here. Our heart's beating fast, we're breathing heavy, we're sweating, we're tired, we're exhausted, and we don't like it. This is bad. Like that is most people's interpretation of being tired. And most of these interpretations take place on the subconscious level. Like we don't even realize that we're thinking, oh, I'm tired, I need to quit, I need to rest, I need to give up. No, just subconsciously we think, oh no, something's gone wrong here, I'm tired, I need to lay down and rest, or I need to slow down, I need to conserve energy. In football, this causes people to slow down. They take plays off. They don't go all out. They go into conserve energy mode. And so this is why when I coach football, I really work to change my team's interpretation of being tired so that we think, oh no, this is just an indicator. If I'm tired, my opponent is tired and that's good. That's right where I want him. I teach my team to understand, yes, human nature to want to rest, Right we are going to train ourselves that when we're tired, that is when we play the best. We know the other team's tired, and that's a good thing for us because now they are more likely to make mistakes, and we're looking for them. We are ready. We're tired. Oh, that just means time to look for mistakes so that I can take advantage of this mistake and I can help my team win. When we change our interpretation of being tired, when we change these stories about being tired as a football team, that helps us. 
I think in the fourth quarter, gosh, was it last year? No, two years ago, the team I was coaching, we would just hang with teams, hang with teams, hang with teams. And then towards the end of the fourth quarter, that's when we take over games. We would return punts for touchdowns. We'd return kickoffs for touchdowns. We'd make an interception, pick up a fumble, return it for a touchdown. We knew, gosh, we're tired. That means they're tired. That means they're going to make mistakes. I've got to be ready. I got to be watching so I can take advantage of the mistake. This helped us. Like we loved being tired. We felt like, man, this just gives us the biggest advantage ever. When I'm tired, that means you're tired, and that works in my favor. I always tell my teams, games are won and lost when people are tired. And I always tell my team, like as we're doing sprints and we're conditioning and they're all exhausted, I'm like, guys, this is what we're preparing for. Have your eyes open. Look for a fumble. Like, no, this is where we are. When you can change the interpretations, the stories that you tell about what's going on, that will empower you. Just like it empowers my football team. Like, gosh, we know the standard interpretation of being tired. It means you need to rest. You need to slow down, conserve energy. We don't like the results that creates for us as a team. So we've chosen our interpretation of being tired is, man, this is the biggest advantage that we have. It's like cheating. When I'm tired, I know that you're tired. And I know that you want to take a rest and you want to slow down. And you're going to make mistakes and I'm going to be ready. So I wanted to share that example about changing your interpretations. And I want to teach you a few easy steps on how to be intentional about your interpretations. And this will change the stories that you tell yourself. So when it comes to being intentional about your interpretations, first, you have to be aware of what your interpretations are. Let's look at that example of football. Most people aren't aware that their interpretation of being tired is that, okay, I need to rest, I need to conserve energy. But as we become aware, we realize, oh, yeah, subconsciously, when I'm tired, that's what I think I need to do. Once you gain that awareness, you have power over that interpretation. So to do this, I want you to practice awareness throughout the day. When you notice an interpretation, identify it and label it. Just be like, boom, that is an interpretation. Thought downloads are another powerful tool that I always talk about. I always say, guys, just set your phone and say, hey, Siri, set a timer for five minutes. Luckily, my phone didn't listen to me right there. Set a timer for five minutes and just write down all of your thoughts. When, once you do that, you can go through and look at, oh, these are the interpretations. Anytime you find yourself saying things like, it's not fair, that's an interpretation. My teen is lazy, that's an interpretation. I'm not good enough, or this is so bad. These are all interpretations. All right, so the first thing is be aware, create some awareness around your interpretations. The second thing I'd invite you to do is once you've become aware of your interpretations, you can start to be intentional about how you interpret things. When you identify and label your interpretation, intentionally move 
your attention to your desired interpretation. It might look like this. Maybe you think, my son is lazy. Wait, that is just an interpretation. I move my attention to the interpretation that my son is doing his best. See how you just, you can interpret, oh, he's being lazy. He doesn't do anything. Or you can move your attention to the new interpretation. He's doing his best. He's trying so hard. This is powerful. We identified the unintentional interpretation, and we simply moved our attention to the intentional interpretation. This will impact the rest of the stories that you tell. I always talk about how what you look for, your brain will find. If you have the interpretation, my son, he's so lazy. He won't do anything. Your brain is going to find evidence. Oh, yeah, look, he didn't do that. He didn't take the garbage out. He slept all day. Like Your brain is simply trying to prove all of your interpretations as being correct. When you intentionally look for the interpretation that you want to use, oh, he's doing his best. Now you're going to start to see things like, oh, man, my son helped his younger sibling. My son does what I ask him, even when he doesn't want to. All of a sudden, that interpretation is having a ripple effect through your other thoughts. And because you're being intentional with one interpretation, your brain is trying to prove that right by looking for specific evidence that, oh, yeah, you're dead on. He is doing his best. So the first step, develop awareness. The second one is to start being intentional. And the third one, I want you to practice over and over. You can do this by doing models. In the first step, I told you guys, do thought downloads. I love doing thought downloads. I do a thought download on top and then down at the bottom. Here's my unintentional model and here's my intentional model. Stick your interpretations in and see, okay, when I have this interpretation, how do I feel? What actions do I take? What results does that create in my life? And then choose, oh, this is how I'm going to interpret this. How does that feel? What type of action do I now take? What result does that create? Um, just, I was working with a mother just very, very recently. Man, maybe you're watching this. Maybe you're listening. And her interpretation was causing her to feel shame. But when she interpreted things as, oh, he's doing his best. Of course, he's tired. He And he went and he did what I asked him to, even though he didn't want to. He is doing his best. When she changed her interpretation, she went from feeling shame to feeling pride. Now, I know in my church, there's a lot of people that are like, no, pride is bad, the pride cycle. And guys, I promise you, when you parent out of pride for your child, you will like how you show up better than when you parent out of shame and you're ashamed of your child. So I want to invite you guys, really practice identifying your interpretations, being intentional about your interpretations, and practice using the model to really explore what results are these interpretations creating for me. And my inter- my 
intentional interpretations, what are the results that those will create for me? I promise you, this will change how you show up as a parent. So I want to give you a call to action. Do that little exercise that I outlined here in this podcast. But also, if you like what you've learned on this podcast, and if you would like to take your parenting to the next level, I want you to be a part of my beta impact parenting program. Like I said, we're going to meet for six months. I'm going to give you guys a regular lesson. There's going to be activities, questions, worksheets to help you take this to the next level. I'm going to give you the training. I'm going to give you the worksheets. And then a couple days later, we're going to meet again as a group and we're going to discuss and we're going to do some group coaching and some Q&A. And I'm going to give you guys support. If you want to take your parenting to the next level, this is the place to be. I'll have a button in the show notes, but if you want to sign up, and guys, by the way, this is a beta program. This is the first time I've ever done it. I'm going to be honest with you. This is a big old experiment. And the price to join this first time around is super low. It's very affordable. Go click the link in the show notes or go to Ben Pugh Coach. <clears throat> Gosh, sorry. Coughed mid mid sentence. Go to benpughcoaching.com slash IPP. That's benpughcoaching.com slash I as in impact, P as in parenting, P as in program. benpugh.com slash IPP. Guys, the doors close Friday the 13th, Friday, August 13th. Go sign up before then. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Those of you watching this on Facebook, thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you guys next time. Hey guys, thank you for listening to my podcast. I wanted to give you one last reminder before Friday the 13th at 1159 p.m. Mountain Time, come enroll in my Impact Parenting Program. The doors close at 11.59 on Friday the 13th. If you want to join and get in on this beta pricing, since this is the first time I've ever done this, come join right now. That link is benpughcoaching.com slash IPP. I'll talk to you guys soon.